Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. We're in month 12, the last month of our Digging Deep study on authority. That is, if you're current with us, it's the 20. 18-2019 study, and this is the first dig a bit for month 12. Authority, a new old rejection. We began by talking about the emerging church and how that it is a current but ill-defined movement in our society today, a movement in which the idea is that the church is born of the culture. It emerges from whatever culture you put it in, having the characteristics then and the appeal to the current culture in which it was born. The culture is fluid, is ever-changing, and thus the church is ever-evolving as well. It is a movement in which experience is more important than reason, logic, or doctrine. Subjectivity always trumps objectivity, spirituality trumps religion, and feelings are more important than truth. It's a movement in which it's really questionable whether or not we can know truth, but the main premise is that it's not important for us to be seeking truth, objective truth. Here's an example of that. Here is a quote from Brian McLaren, whom most would consider to be at least one of the American leaders of the movement. He said, frankly, many of us don't know what we should think about homosexuality. We've heard all the sides, but no position has yet won our confidence so that we can say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and us. That alienates us from both the liberals and conservatives who seem to know exactly what we should think. Perhaps we need a five-year moratorium on making pronouncements. In the meantime, we'll practice prayerful Christian dialogue, listening respectfully, disagreeing agreeably, and when decisions need to be made, they'll be admittedly provisional. We'll keep our ears attuned to scholars in biblical studies, theology, ethics, psychology, genetics, sociology, and related fields. Then in five years, if we have clarity, we'll speak. If not, we'll set another five years for ongoing reflection. I think I'd just like to break that down for a second. Frankly, many of us don't know what we should think about homosexuality. Well, I think the Holy Spirit has given us an idea of what we should think about homosexuality, beginning all the way back in Genesis chapter 19, as we discussed in another dig a bit, that was definitely the sin of homosexuality for which that whole area was burned, from which Lot and his family, some of his family, fled. We know that because we read the book of Jude and we have that sin there identified as being those who were pursuing unnaturally flesh. 
It was the sin of homosexuality defined by the Holy Spirit in the book of Jude. And then we read in Romans chapter 1, we read the Holy Spirit call the sin of homosexuality vile affection, putting it in the list of some other grievous sins and lumping those sins together as sins that we should be very careful to not only avoid, but sins that we should be careful that we do not approve of or be tolerant of in our society. Romans chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, For this cause God gave them up to vile passions, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, were burning in their lusts one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet or appropriate. And even as they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable and unmerciful, In verse 32 is the kicker, who knowing the judgment of God that those who commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but also those who consent with them or have pleasure in them that do them. You know, the Holy Spirit has made it pretty clear what we should think about homosexuality. We've heard all sides, he says, but no position has yet won our confidence so that we can say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and us. You know, the and us part there is really immaterial. It really is irrelevant what us, what the position of us is. The only position that's relevant on the judgment day is the position of the Holy Spirit so that we can say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and us ladies if it seems good to the holy spirit it had better seem good to us he says that alienates us from both the liberals and the conservatives who seem to know exactly what we should think you know it 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 is like he's saying it doesn't matter from whom it alienates us what matters is the holy spirit has spoken He said, perhaps we need a five-year moratorium on making pronouncements. Oh, five years is a long time to decide that I'm not going to be in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Think of the damage that, that can be done by the blasphemy of the word, Titus 2 verse 5, that can occur in five years while I'm waiting five years. Think of the deaths that can occur and meet the Lord in judgment during my five-year moratorium 
in which I'm deciding if I'm going to agree with the Holy Spirit. In the meantime, we will practice prayerful Christian dialogue, listening respectfully, disagreeing agreeably in this moratorium where we're going to wait and see if we agree with the Holy Spirit. We're going to do these things. When decisions need to be made, they'll be, and this is the key characteristic of the emerging church, when decisions need to be made, they'll be admittedly provisional. We will just say that these are not hard and fast rules. These are not rules based on what the Holy Spirit said very firmly in Romans chapter 1. These will, we'll make decisions during these five years while we're waiting to decide whether we agree with the Holy Spirit. We'll, we'll make decisions that have provisions. That is, they're not hard and fast rules for our behavior. We'll keep our ears attuned to scholars in biblical studies to theology, to ethics, to psychology, to genetics, to sociology, and to related fields. I can't believe that sentence. I'm having a hard time even believing that someone who claims to believe that the Holy Spirit is even an entity relevant to our world today could say that in the meantime, while we wait to decide what we're going to think about what the Holy Spirit's already firmly spoken on, while we wait to decide what we're going to think about it, here are the feels that we're going to be listening to and related feels. Did you notice that he there inserted the field of psychology? Do you know that, that the field of psychology is full, just full today, of blatant contradictions to the Word of God, that psychological and psychiatric associations are now, have taken away the their pronouncement from earlier years that homosexuality was an abnormal behavior, that there are many in these fields that are fighting even now for pedophilia and bestiality even and that he listed here the field of genetics do you know who created the human chromosome if you believe the holy spirit then you are not going to be waiting around for what the holy spirit thinks about something when he's already declared it the holy spirit is the creator of psychology and genetics and ethics and quote related fields doesn't he know what's available to us in all of these fields and he says then in 5 years if we have clarity I'm just going to tell you that that little phrase there, if we have clarity, is a slap in the face of the Holy Spirit. There could not be any more clarity than what he's given us in Romans chapter 1. If we have clarity, we'll speak. I'm sure the Holy Spirit is waiting with bated breath 
to see what we're going to decide about this because it is going to affect what the Holy Spirit has. Oh, come on, ladies. In five years, if we have clarity, we'll speak. If not, we will set another five years for ongoing reflection. What a boastful, haughty, over the top of the head of the Holy Spirit statement has been made by Brian McLaren. I don't want to be someone like Brian McLaren or someone like anyone who says we need to take five years to think about what, what our position on homosexuality or any of the other sins that are listed in Romans 1 will be. And in the meantime, we will consult all of these human feels, human minds, and we'll decide what we're going to think about homosexuality. Next time, I want to read a letter from one of our diggers about this very subject and talk about some of the practical ways that this kind of thinking has affected our families in the year 2019. I hope that you have a good day and I hope you'll join us next time. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.